Have you guys noticed that you can't go anywhere without seeing designer this or designer that, even designer furniture? On my social feeds and celebrity homes, it's everywhere. Have you seen how expensive these are? Well, if you want the sofa or recliner or bed that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends, but without the designer prices. Oh, and they're well-made, too. It's the whole package. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. The guest has arrived. The host is prepped and ready. Ladies and gentlemen, this is One on One with Bill Alexander. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this edition of One on One with Bill Alexander with yours truly, Bill Alexander. Hope everything's going fine for you on this wonderful day. Glad you can join us, not only on the uh, podcast, but also on the YouTube, as we like to say, and being able to watch us and what's going on and everything happening here. Well, today we're going to be talking to someone who also has his own program sounds to me like he has a very similar background to mine working in radio before he got into podcasting. So I'm looking forward to this today. So on the program today, we have Kristen Madden Madsen. I can get it out, right? How are you doing, Kristen? <laughs> it's been a long hey, day. <laughs> hey brother. Hey, I, my day starts at 3 AM every day. So I, I know exactly how you feel. Oh, uh, I don't feel I am... bad. Mine starts at five 30. I thought mine was bad. <laughs> No, no, I, uh, I get up at 3 a.m. and I, uh, I don't just do all this illustrious, beautiful work. I, uh, I actually uh, go out and I work on a truck dock and uh, I supervise what I like to call a circus of drunk monkeys okay. and uh, manage them into my evil lair, as I like to say. And uh, yeah, I'm good. I, uh, anyway, so yeah. <laughs> so how did you go from radio to do what you're doing now? That sounds like a big jump. Um, well, I grew, I grew up in transportation. Okay. Um, my, my father owned uh, a very successful trucking company. I, I'm, I'm originally from California. I'm a, I'm a Bay area native, um, grew up in the Santa Cruz Hills. And, um, you know, that was just something that was always in my blood and something I'd done for years. Um, but ever since I was a kid, you know, um, uh, you know, I'm an older guy. I'm 56 years old. Um, I got a, I, I, I always had a radio. I love music and I, I, I loved listening to music on the radio. And then I got really hooked on listening to the DJs. Right. Um, and the, the, the difference, you know, especially early, early morning, late night uh, uh, air jocks. And um there was a couple that truly inspired me. One was Dr. Donald D. Rose from a 610 KFRC out of San Francisco. Okay. Um, and he was a morning, typical AM morning drive jogging. Hey, how you doing? You know, just had the, you know, the cowbell and uh, did all the crazy little bits. And, and I just, I thought it was great. I mean, he was, you know, he's one of those guys you wake up and you want to hear what he's got to say and he gets your day going great. Um, and uh, and then as I got older, I started listening. You know, I was I was sneaking the radio in with the earplug and, uh, you know, uh, the early form of earbuds, as we right. call them now. Um, and I would sneak the and I'd, I'd, I'd listen to a guy. <laughs> and uh, this was as I got older, mind you. Um, his name was Dennis Erectus. And he was a very, very fit. He was one of the early shock jocks. Uh, out of uh, San Jose on KOME 98.5. Yes, the radio station's name was Come. Okay. And his famous <laughs> his famous tagline was, you've got Come oozing through your speakers, which he wasn't <laughs> wrong. And so I, I was like, oh my good Lord, this man is a genius. Right. And so I learned a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, the, the wordplay and things like that. Um, uh, I also had a huge love for comedy as a, as a child. Um, I was a middle kid. So, and the only boy, so, uh, surrounded by my sisters, I, you know, I kind of stood out, but you know, I didn't get my parents' attention that much. So my thing was to make jokes and do impersonations. And my father, uh, had a huge love for the Hollywood squares. And I started impersonating Paul Lynn and, uh, so he, uh, he, he, 
what, what, what? And I'd be like, hey, Dan, you know, and I'd break into a little Paul Lynn accent. Right. And I know, I know a lot of listeners don't get who Paul Lynn is, especially the younger crowd for sure. But uh, he was one of the more famous people on the Hollywood Squares. And uh, so uh, I, I, I saw I got a reaction out of him. Um, and then combined with the radio thing, I just kind of grew up loving it. And um, but, you know, I was stuck in the rut of going, oh, you know, I'm just going to be this guy doing trucking, you know, take over my dad's business, which <laughs> thanks to my uh, my fun lifestyle that I chose to live didn't really happen because I became quite the uh, the party boy and uh, living the wildlife. Um, so I uh, I ended up uh, getting an opportunity to work for uh, uh Actually, it wasn't really work. I, I snuck into a KSJS, which is 90.7, the college radio station out of San Jose State. Okay. Uh, I had a friend that was working or, or in the program there at the school, and they said, man, you would make a great DJ. I said, I've always wanted to be one. And they're like, well, you want to try it? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I had to, uh, I basically had to quit my job in transportation. I was working uh, international air freight. And um, quit the job, started working part-time doing construction, restaurant, whatever, and sneaking into classes at San Jose State um, and became an overnight uh, weekend jazz shift <laughs> radio jock. And um, as you can imagine, uh, I mean, now KSGS was one of those college stations that was very big, very popular because they were the cutting edge of alternative music right when alternative music was getting really huge right and the alternative ultimatum was jazz music so they had a weekend long thing of jazz programming which is where you always start and midnight to 6 a.m jazz not quite the format for a guy like me <laughs> but um i i did it you know i i did whatever i had to do um and uh yeah so you you can imagine this being on, you know, listening to Spyro Gyra and uh, and they're playing all this soft music where, you know, you should be talking like this and everything's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I quickly escalated out of that and actually started getting rankings against some of the other major markets uh, during the morning. They gave me a morning shift and I started pulling ratings against them. So then I escalated into uh, mainstream radio. And uh, started working on the Central Coast and whatnot and ended up with a partner, yada, 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 got kicked off the air several times. And here I am. <laughs> the funny thing about this is it sounds very familiar, except I was doing it on the East Coast um, and you're actually a year older than I am. So that's kind of unique, too. Yeah. So, there we go. so it gives it gives me the understanding. Now, um, when when I was doing it, it was the same thing, except. When I was doing, I was working, I was listening to one of the heritage stations in the U.S., actually the first commercial station in the U.S., which was KDKA. Mm -hmm. And there was a guy they hired, his name was Jack Bogut, and he was making the first $1 million contract in the city of Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. And I said, I can do that. I said, <laughs> if he can do it, I can do it. So yeah. went through four years of college, spent more time at the college radio station than I did in class. Yes. And got out and I uh, was trying to get my first job. The first station I sent air check tapes to, I got a phone call. The girls, the PD, which was a woman said, you're really good, but you have, you're, you're too upbeat for our station. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> you're a top 40 rock station and I'm too upbeat. <laughs> and she said, yeah, you're too upbeat. So about two weeks later, I get a phone call from the station. I started at first and the guy called me and he said, we need someone to fill it. We need someone to cover tonight's shift. Would you be willing to do it? And we can use it as an audition. I said, sure, no problem. Yeah. So I drove in. The station was an hour and a half from my house. Oh, good Lord. But it was radio and I didn't care. No, Luckily, yeah. he gave me enough time. So I go in. I get on the air. I'm on the air for about a half hour, 45 minutes. The guy said, okay, do you want the job? I said, yes, I'll take it. <laughs> he said, did you have any problem finding the station? I said, no. I said, it was a little bit of a long of a drive. He says, what do you mean? I said, I came in from 
And I seriously, I came in from Mars, Pennsylvania. He goes, huh? Where's that at? I said, it's north of the city of Pittsburgh. He goes, you're not from this town? I said, no. He, said, no. he <laughs> says, uh, their exchange on their phone was 626. Mine was ah. 625. He just assumed because the numbers were close together, I was in the same community <laughs> he was. Did that, rode that thing for two years and did oh that job. Gosh. And then when I wow. finally got my apartment in that community, I was fired a week later. Oh, so my classic like, radio. So it was there really it is good. right there. But, oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah, but I worked I worked throughout the uh, throughout Western Pennsylvania. Actually, I worked quite a few stations and I bounced back to quite a few stations, too, at the time. Right. And uh, it was it was um, it was fun. I enjoyed it. But I realized when all these stations were being bought out, what was going to happen? Because we had a big major buyout happening and I was actually looking at buying a radio station in 1997 and the guy that i was working with was one of my first bosses wanted to make a deal with me i wanted his am i did not want his fm and he said sure we can work it out a week later didn't hear from him i found out that after my conversation a conglomerate came in and offered him a large sum of money and he sold it out (laughs) from underneath me yeah so anyway so then i went again welcome to radio yeah welcome to radio and then i went into education but one of the reasons why i I, and actually i did talk radio for quite a few years too because i was trying to diverse myself because i was an oldies disc jockey i was a top 40 disc jockey I even did big band music for a while and oh, I was wow. a talk show host. So yeah, I was doing everything. But the reason I started the podcast, the first one was so I can actually interview the people that I grew up listening to. And it was so cool. They actually participated. And I have quite a few of those interviews on the, on my podcast page now from years ago where they would actually let me talk to them and we would talk about their career and i got to play fanboy because i was just so in awe with what they did and how they were able to make a career out of it oh dude that is awesome oh yeah. my gosh that is that's way cooler of a story than mine <laughs> and, my mean... fir- and my first interview with a celebrity was with with the comedian steve allen <gasps> oh Oh my gosh, that must have been awesome. Those I the old I, and I, I and I hate to say this, but the old comedians like those guys, uh-huh. they oh my, you could just sit. I mean, you don't have to do anything. You just sit there and go, okay, go, and and they just run automatic because they've got so much in them, and they just oh, oh they just so, go. Yeah, it's so amazing to listen to them and to hear the stories. Um, and I mean, you know, God, Steve Allen, he was radio, he was TV. Mm-hmm. He did, oh my gosh, he did so much and gr- broke ground on so much stuff. That would be, well, oh, oh, it was, that it would was, be amazing. It was, indeed. it would have been, I think it was, uh, it was fall of 95, if I remember correctly. And he had a book out. It was called The mm-hmm. Man Who uh, Could Change Time. And I have the book, I have it autographed and everything. And nice. He, it was a phone interview. He was in California. I was in Western PA and I call him and I have a news person in the studio with me. He was doing the newscast and I call Steve was not the most cooperative person when I got him on the phone and I (laughs) put him on hold but I didn't realize my wife was live, which he could hear it. I oh. told my news producer going, this is going to be a long interview today. Well, the funny oh, no. thing is, I know he heard it. It was one of the best interviews I ever did because the guy just played everything. And when oh, I asked him wow. about the tonight show and I said, so, so what do you, the, but tonight show and what's happening of it. And you worked on the tonight show. He said, I didn't work on the tonight show. I created the tonight show. I was going to say he was and- the tonight show. <laughs> So it was fun, but I've interviewed quite a few people like that over the last hundred thousand years. It seems like, God, and uh, and isn't it just? I mean, okay, again, like I said, you know, there there's a lot of dirty work and a lot of you know long hours and stuff that we do in radio, but things like that, and then knowing that that when people hear it and they're Mm -hmm. just digging on it, it just makes your whole. I mean, that you know, that's the reason you're doing it. And, and I mean, that's the reason I do it. I, I know uh, I get people, you know, that email, they're like, oh, thank you so much for doing this. Or when I was mm-hmm. in radio, I get the phone call from, you know, dude, I was having the worst day. And then I listened to your show and it totally just changed my mood. Thank right. you so much. And dude, that's, that's what it was all about. 
you know um uh, i got into stand-up and improv comedy uh, when i was doing radio um and i just because i i dabbled in a little bit and i hooked up with an improv troupe um had a lot of fun going up and down the central coast uh do, doing you know uh, corporate gigs and and uh just little little theater performances you know here and there um and uh, just having a great time doing that. I, I loved making people laugh. Um, and I, I just, I loved knowing that I made somebody's day better. And and radio was, is it, it still is in a way to one of the best formats, but the, the podcasting thing, uh, you know, which again, uh, from radio, I, I learned doing voiceover. And okay. I got a lot of voices in my head, you know, mm-hmm. and and I do a lot of impersonations. I've got a whole list of, uh, well, they're my impersonations of people's impersonations, um, which, uh, you know, like uh, Phil Hartman or Daryl Hammond's, uh, I do a Bill Clinton pretty good, you know, and uh, right. my, my wife really seems to dig it a lot. <laughs> I'm just going to say, uh, you know, makes me sexy. Um, well, I do Homer J. Simpson quite well, I've been told every now and then sometimes, uh... Unless the boy gets in the way, then he drives me nuts. Oh, um, so I I have a lot of that that pops out every now and then. Um, but you know, I, I took that and I, I got back into voiceover because uh, there there was kind of a demand for it, and I, I found I could do it online with very uh, well. I invested a lot of money into what I what I really didn't need to, but um, well, I know what that's like. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't like half budding stuff. In fact, the mm-hmm. stuff like, you know, my mic, I don't know if you can see it. Uh, it's a fairly expensive microphone, which actually I can't even see you. So I can't see your mic. Oh, okay. Well, I can see you. That's weird. Um, <laughs> well, so is your camera turned on? Y- yeah, it was, it was showing it was working. <laughs> no, this is, this is horrible. I apologize. That's okay. Um, well, that's I'm just why talking- I have a, I'm talking to the name Kristen in front of me. So yeah, I got it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, is it, uh, is it spelled wrong? Uh, no, I don't Kristen? think so. It's Christian. Christian. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm used to CH, but okay. I got you. Christian. <laughs> it's been a wrong day. Hey, no, like, trust me. It's been my life when you know, <laughs> first, first grade I get, Hello, is there a Christiane Madsen here? Oh, I can get it. And yeah, and I'd be like, um, are you looking for Christian? Like, <laughs> Did your parents oh do that God. purposely? Uh well, actually, I was named after a Danish prince. So uh, Okay, there we uh, go. And apparently that's the Danish way of spelling the name. So yeah, it's 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 very good. Um uh Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just seeing the little pop-up screen here. So that's okay. If, uh, start video, probably not what I want. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure why it's not showing me. But uh, again, face for radio, so we're good. It's radio works. Yeah. Um. So uh, I I I started doing the voiceover, and then you know I had people tell me they're like, man, you should be doing a podcast. You're funny. You know, you mm-hmm. talk a lot about it, you know. And I said, oh, dude, you know, there's so much that you got to do for a, a podcast and this guy I work with goes, dude, my roommate does one from his phone. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, what? And so I went and I started looking at some of it and I was like, <clears throat> I've got everything I need right here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I started toying around with it a couple of, almost two years. Uh, it'll be two years in mid January that I started uh, doing the podcast and, uh, you know, just kind of doing it for fun and, uh, then as the pandemic hit, um, I started noticing a lot of people more, uh, were watching or, well, I, and I was toying around with doing the video stuff too. Uh, so, uh, I started investing into doing a live stream and I, I noticed people were watching the show and, uh, were really paying attention and, and listening. I started getting some comments and I'm like, Oh, cool. Um, so then I kind of, upped my game a little bit and said maybe this is something i can turn into something and right at the beginning of this year i really started going full steam on it and the show is just picked up like crazy and uh you know we're uh we're in the right now uh the show is in the top 20 of good pods 
That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's uh, and and Good Pod's such a great format. I it's so easy to use, and it's just it's a it's a nice uh, compared to the Apple and Spotify's. I mean, mm-hmm. I I'm on all of them, but you know the Good Pods. It was just such an easy thing to do, and uh, it, it's it's divided up so much easier. It's it's when I want to look at something, you know, like I'm like, oh, maybe I will because I you know I listen to podcasts. And um, I like, you know, I like listening to uh, shows like yours or uh, uh, I, I've done a few. True oh, crimes you're that to- one person. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that guy going, hey, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, you know, I tried. Well, I just like to see what's out there and see mm-hmm. what other people are doing. And, um, you know, there's some really great shows out there. And then, you know, there's that one guy, you know, that's sitting apparently in his mom's bathroom at his house and he's like um so today we were me and my friend we were uh wait wait i'm gonna start over okay so i was riding my bike home from school and well no i wasn't okay wait no it was a skateboard no wait no that's not funny and you know so you get those kind of guys and you're just like okay well that's good i'm having good glad you're having a good time um, but yeah, it's, uh, but you know, and, uh, there was a lot of people during the pandemic that started doing podcasting, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, and I, I noticed a lot of them have fallen off, but, uh, there's still people out there doing it. And I think they do it because it's a very, very cheap form of therapy. Oh, I, I agree. Totally. That's why I do it. It's, it's yeah. my, it's my, usually it's my weekly therapy but this week it's my <laughs> my daily because i have four interviews set up this week oh um, my goodness well the old days that's what i used to do i used to do five days straight and right. in the original program that i did in 2006 i actually took phone calls from random nice. people across the united states oh, and i wouldn't people, huh? i wouldn't know who was calling in i didn't know what they were talking about and i mean <laughs> let me just say it was interesting and then when i came back in 2018 <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm going to change this thing around. I'm just going to interview the people that I want to talk to and go from there. But what I did differently, and I came back the fall of 2018, did a year, then the pandemic hit. And I figured, you know what? I'm doing this anyhow. I'm probably doing two shows a week. Let's see if anybody else wants it. So I pitched it. There you are. Um, oh, I, <laughs> I, I found the right button. I'm sorry. That's okay. I pitched it to a, to a handful of LPFM radio stations oh, and wow. they actually took the, the program and aired it. I was on four stations in the United States, uh, Delaware, Newcastle, PA. I was in Kentucky and there was one more that I always forget, um, that I missed. And then I was on three stations in Europe. I was on two stations, United Kingdom, and I was on a station in Italy. And they were sharing the program. And when I, and I pulled back about a year ago because I told them, I said, I can't keep up with it because they wanted me to do 56 minutes. And if you have a guest that won't talk for 56 minutes, it's very difficult to fill that time. Oh yeah. So what I ended up doing was, is I pulled it back and I said, now I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And I don't have to do it in a radio format. And some of the people I've interviewed over the last year, let's just say that I would have never been able to get them on the radio. <laughs> yeah. I've done two adult film stars. I have done two, four, three former playmate models. I have two more coming in. Let's see what else. Have we done? Goodness gracious. I've had comics that, that, aren't afraid to say whatever they want to say. And I'm going, yeah, that's fine because that's what this audience is listening to. And I'm having right. fun with it. And, and again, since you're an old radio guy, uh, we don't have to deal with the FCC. Right. So we can, you know, say piss off and whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I try to keep my show PG 13. I tell my guests that, but you know, we're human. Oh, you, yeah. And you know, I'm like, dude, don't even worry about it. I, you know, and uh, cause I, you know, I've had, uh, who was it? I had a, I had a guy on, um, I can't remember. Uh, it was, it was way back towards the beginning and, um, a, a friend that I knew of a friend and he was a great guy. He's starting out in comedy and, uh, his, he, uh, uh, 
wasn't I'm drawing a blank on his name. I'm sorry. But uh, he, you know, he did the uh, the classic thing that lots of people when they first start radio and they're like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, shit. oh God. Good shit. You know, and, the, and every cuss word that they can think of comes out because right. they cover up for themselves. And, you know, it's, I was just like, dude, it's fine. First off, there's probably maybe one person listening. Right. And two, we don't have those rules. So cuss up. That's fine. You know, um, uh, it happens. And uh, so it, it's it, and, and that is the one thing, too. I, I love the fact that, you know, we don't have the, the time restraints. You know, we got 15 right. minutes, you know, or you've got a 13 minute interview and then you've got to squeeze in, you know, three 60 second spots in between. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a great, 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 great format. And I love it. Well, I actually, um, I had, um, a local cable station approach me, um, this past year and a half. And they said, if you produce the video, can we air it? And I'm going, why, (laughs) why do you want to see me? And I said, sure, let's do it. Let's see what happens. So depending on the interview and depending on how bad the language is, I'm able to share it. And it runs on local cable on a, on a weekly basis, which is kind of cool. Wow. It it runs um, outside the city of Pittsburgh. I reach about 20 to 25,000 homes. I think like two people watch, but at least if they want to, they can. So, right, right, right. But Um, uh, dude, that is awesome. Yeah. So we, we've gone, we've gone a totally different direction than I think most people have ever thought about because I had this opportunity and I still know a lot of people in the area that their work radio and work TV, and they've been willing to come on the program to talk to me about their careers. Mm -hmm. And then the, the celebrities that I've reached out to one of the big ones, which is behind my coat that you see there. um, One of the first one, let's see, here he is. That's Fabian Forte. I actually know him. He's a friend, but above, above is Dina Martin, which is Dean Martin's daughter. And a year ago I reached out on Facebook and I said, does anybody know how I can reach it? Because I wanted to do a tribute to her father because he died on Christmas day in 1995. And I was getting ready to do it. Well, someone said, here's, here's, here's an email, email him. Within two days, her assistant got a hold of me. The following week, she was on my program, and I was like in awe that I was talking to this woman. Oh Recently, they just did a um, they did a documentary on uh, the Turner Classic Movie Station, and they're doing a Christmas program on PBS that Dean did with his family and Sinatra's family. Uh-huh. I reached out to him again. I said, "Hey, would she be willing to come on the program?" Email an hour later. Hey, she can do fifteen minutes with you. When do you want to have her? Oh, she's my, my new best. She's my new best friend. She, she has wow. done. I do an oldies program on Sunday's night on a local FM station that I voice track for. She cut liners for me. She's done all this stuff. And cause oh, I can play dude. her music and I can play her dad's music. So I've awesome. met a lot of people in the last couple of years, just by being able to do it. So yep. it's, been, it's been fun. Yeah. And see, I kind of started to, uh... I, I have some friends who are uh, f- fairly famous. I have a, a friend who's in music. Uh, he's the lead singer Goldfinger and does a lot of produ- producing. Oh, really? For uh, yeah, for uh, uh, a lot of stars. Um, you know, Good Charlotte was one of them. Um, uh, I'm trying. To, he does a lot of pop stars. I, I'm mm-hmm. not sure how a guy from ska punk is producing pop stars, but <laughs> he he they they love him. And they they come to him to help produce. He uh, Ashley Simpson was one of them. Um, oh my gosh, there's Avril Lavigne. Um, anyway, so um, I've been trying to get him on the show, but he's like, "Oh, dude, I can't do it this day." It's like every every month I hit him up, and he's like, ah, "I I just can't do it that day." And I'm like, "He's like, let's do it this day." I'm like, "Well, I can't do it that day," you know. So anyway, we're going back and forth with that. But then I've got a photographer friend, uh, Dave Nelly Nelson, who is a world famous surf photographer and skate skate photographer, graced many a magazine cover for uh, surfing on many different levels. Um, he just put out a book. And so I caught him about two months before he released his book. Um, so I kind of helped him with that. He drew in a lot of audience. Um, I have another friend who's a photographer that's uh, done a lot of magazines and stuff. And, uh, so he kind of helped tap my market on that. 
Um, and then, uh, you know, we just, we actually just had a, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, Tommy Drake, a very funny comedian. I was listening to him on your, I was listening to him on your show is actually how I knew who he is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's one of those guys that you don't really, I mean, you don't recognize the name, but then like, you'll see him and you'll be like, oh my gosh, I've seen you on, on this special or, or doing this or something. And, uh, I, especially if you, you like watching comedy especially on youtube or anything like that right um you're just like oh oh yeah duh and he what a grace the guy had just had neck surgery as you heard mm-hmm. and uh he kept insisting he can do the show he could do the show and like i found out the night before the show that he, he had just had the neck surgery and i'm like why did you not tell me this we can right. wait and he's like oh no no, Tommy wants to go. Tommy wants to come on. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And he was, he was freaking fantastic. He That's was good. so awesome. Um, and then, uh, well, like this week, we've got Bruce Belanche uh, from Hollywood Squares and, uh, you know, comedic writing genius. Um, so we've, we've got him on the show. And uh, thanks to the SJ Network, which, you know, uh, we're, uh, we're tapping into a lot, a lot of great uh actors and actresses and stuff and uh like i said I, i've got people that uh, i'm hitting up for uh music mm-hmm. uh, so we're getting some musicians on um you know and you know how it goes one thing leads to another you know oh, yeah. you get a guy like tommy drake and he says oh yeah mention my name they'll come mm-hmm. on and that's all it takes and uh you know um i i don't know uh people just really seem to love the format of the show um you know because I'm not one of those guys that really pushes people to, you know, talk about one certain thing or another. I kind of just, I just say, Hey, let me know what you want to talk about. And then we kind of flow from there and I don't do a ton of research on them. Um, you know, I mean, if I know about them, that's great. But then I'll like the night before I just kind of read into them real quick because I don't want to be overwhelmed with knowledge about them or anything. I, I want to be able to kind of be right off the cuff with it. I'll be right. like, Oh, Hey, well, it says right here, you know, and I know it kind of annoys people, but then they kind of, you know, they, it, it sparks something in them to where they, it, it draws them out, you know, and I get people, I've had shows go three hours and which blows me away because I really don't think a lot of these people want to talk for three hours, but they're usually the people that go, Oh, I'm only good for a half hour. Right. Like, hey, right. That, that, that's cool. That's cool. You know, we'll, we'll do a half hour. We're great. And then, you know, an hour and 45 minutes later, I'm like, oh, well, listen, hey, I, I know you said you had to get going. They're like, oh, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> just like, OK, well, I've learned because I keep mine to an hour that if we still we're in that that mid train of thought, I will wrap it up and said, you know what, we're going to have you back on. Let me yeah. make arrangements with you and then bring them back and then we can talk more. Um, I've had a individual and I don't know her name is Anna Vicino. She was on the, um, BH one TV program called free radio. It was about a radio station in uh, the Northwest. The radio station host was a whack job and she was his co-host and they would bring real guests in, but the guests didn't realize that this guy was going way off end because he would ad lib the whole thing and wouldn't do the script. Well, Anna's (laughs) been on my program. And if I ever need someone to come on, she'll do it. But she's also the voice of NBC radio when it oh. comes to voiceovers for women. And she's a stand-up comedian. She's wonderful. But yeah. we made a connection in the first interview because I was talking about being from the Pittsburgh area. And she goes, that's where my husband's from. Ah. I said, what do you mean? And she's going, he grew up in a certain part of town. I said, you mean and we're talking about where he grew up in McKees rocks. We were talking about the bakery there that is well known in the area. <laughs> and we developed this friendship. It was like, this is really weird. I can call her pretty much at a moment's notice. And I say, Hey, I need you to come in in a week. Can you do it? She will drop everything to do it. Nice. Even when she has other stuff going on and we've developed one heck of a friendship back and forth. That's um, awesome. And there's there's a couple other ones. I don't know if you remember the movie when you were a kid, um, Better Off Dead. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, two dollars. There is Diane Franklin right there. Dude. Yeah. She's been on the program. Oh, yes, Um, she is. That's very nice. Exactly. And it was like, I'm going, I had a crush on her as a kid. Oh, dude. She's hot. 
Oh yeah. And I'm going, you've got to be <laughs> kidding me. And I came on and I said, Diane, before we even get started, I got to tell you, I had a crush on you. Yeah. <laughs> said, yeah. You're a couple of years older than me and trust me, I had a crush on you. Wonderful, wonderful individual really oh my is. Gosh. Asked her to send a photograph. She did. She autographed it. She asked me what I wanted and she, she sent it to me. So there's a lot of people out there. And the best part is when I started doing this, they didn't know what a podcast was. Right now, these people are all over it because they have a message. Right. I have I have Bruce Valanche coming on my program in January. Nice. And I also have um, uh, Stanley Livingston, who played yes. Chip on My Three Sons, going to be on my program in January also. And I have a list of these people. And the best part is I've got to talk to him beforehand to make the arrangements. Mm-hmm. It's like I've known the guy for 20 years and yeah. he'll just carry oh on a conversation with you. Oh, dude, it, it, it is. And, and yeah, actually, yeah, I've spoken with Stan as well. They, they, they're just the greatest. I mean, they just, yeah. you just sit there and you just, like you said, all of a sudden you're, you're like, okay, well, we've been on the phone for a half hour and we're not recording. So um, <laughs> I, I want to continue this, but can we do it when we're doing the well, show? Did, did Stan talk to you about his health insurance issues that he was having? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. Well, you guys got deep. Oh, he was wow. talking to me about being in the free market exchange. I'm going, okay. <laughs> and cause I asked about royalties of, from my three sons and he just went off another direction. He was driving to somewhere. He was driving to his uh, production studio yeah. and he's just carrying on a conversation with me. It was like a half hour, 40 minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. And uh, yeah. yeah, we were actually talking about uh, Fred McMurray. Yes. And uh, and we were, doing, you know, some different aspects of the show and he was just going off and talking. I mean, I learned so much more about Fred McMurray than him and which was great because I, I want to save that for the show. But, um, you know, I was just like, oh, my gosh, seriously. Oh, yeah. And he was just, oh, oh, just the plethora of information that was coming out of him. I'm like, OK, Stan, I, I love this. But again, like I said, I want to save some for the show. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem, man. No worries. And, uh, but yeah, it was like, it was like talking to an old buddy that you hadn't right. seen for about five years or something, you know, well, it was, I, it was just so, so nice to meet these people. And, you know, I mean, yeah, you're not face to face with them really, but you know, um, and, and that was one of the things I, I also, my show goes live. I do, I do a live stream. Right. So, and I just, I don't do any editing or anything. I just download the, uh, the the audio right into the podcast so uh that's kind of the nice thing about my show i jumped in on the live streaming thing kind of at its uh early stages and um it's it's nice because i have a chat that people can join in on right and uh so they can ask questions and interact and i keep trying to reinforce that with people i'm like listen you you if you're watching you can talk with these people right throw your questions up and you know if you're insane and going, do you like to eat pickles with, you know, uh, sheep's hearts or something, then you were going to ignore you. But, uh, you know, there's uh, some people, you know, they're like, I, I actually had somebody type in um, who uh, I think it was with Tommy Drake. And they were like, uh, hey, you know, <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, what's up? You know, <laughs> and I just replied back. I said, yes, you you're chatting with us. Go ahead. You know, and. Um, so it's, 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 that's a, a lot of fun to, to when the, the people start getting involved and, uh, you know, instead of a call in, you know, they, where they sit there and kind of ramble or whatever, they just type a real quick question. It's really cool. So, um, that's, that's one thing I love about doing that live stream and it, it, it makes for a great show. And, uh, again, you know, uh, unfortunately like you, I've, 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 I'm wrangling my show to no more than two hours. Right. <laughs> Which and and kind of opting, you know, the same thing. Listen, you know, come back. Uh, I had uh, Mark Cashman on, who is a voiceover extraordinaire in the voiceover yeah. business. And I mean, if anybody's listened to radio or TV, you've heard Mark Cashman. Heard him, yeah. And um, he, we were just having such a great time, and he was so much fun. And uh, I said, listen, you know, Mark, we, I know you've got to get going. And he's like, can I come back? <laughs> before I could even before I could even get any further, you know, to invite him back, he's like, "Well, can I come back? I got a new book coming out soon." I'm like, "Yes." So, uh, yeah, he's going to be back on in April, and 
you know, and again, you know, avenues that open up, he, you know, he's already turned me on to three other people. Right. He's, he's like, oh yeah, you got to talk to this guy. I'll, I'll get you his number. And I'm like, okay, great. He's like, just tell him Mark's saying it. Don't worry. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's just amazing. And it's a blast. And it reminds me of why I got into radio mm -hmm. in the first place. And uh, it's, like I said, it's basically my old radio show, just a lot less music. Right. Yeah. Um, I had the opportunity uh, a week ago to interview a uh, uh, screenwriter and comedian, Mark Scheffler. And oh. I did not know this. He's from Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. So I get ready to do everything. I'm ready to go. And he pops up and he's wearing a Steeler hoodie. Oh. There's a terrible <laughs> towel behind him. And we talk about Pittsburgh for the first 15 minutes. I can guarantee we lost the whole audience in the first 15. <laughs> except Especially those, any Raiders fans. It, well, yeah, especially around here, they were listening. But by the end of the program, he he has uh, agreed that he if he makes his uh, TV program that he's doing, he's hoping to put on Netflix. Mm -hmm. If it's filmed in Pittsburgh, I will have a cameo appearance in it, and I have the recording of it to prove it. So I'm oh, really excited about that. That is awesome, dude. Yeah. Oh, my he, gosh. That yeah, will he, be a blast. Yeah, he was fun. And another one I reached out to, and I didn't even know who she was well i knew who she was but i didn't realize she respond uh bob denver who played gilligan on gilligan's island yeah his wife is Dreama denver it's a third wife she uh -huh. lives in bluefield west virginia and if oh. you remember the stylistic song um oh why can't i think of the name of the song but anyhow it's about bluefield west virginia no one lists, lives in bluefield right and we're talking she came on the program she we're sitting here doing the same thing and I notice that she's sitting on her floor, leaning up against her couch. And I'm going, this woman's really relaxed. And she's <laughs> talking to me. We talked for an hour. I met her the following week at a book signing about an hour from here. Got the book. She hugged me like she knew me for 30 years. Oh, wow. It was, that was, and she is one of the sweetest <laughs> women in the world. And I said, I'll come to Bluefield. I mean, I don't mind. I'll, yeah. Between Princeton and Blue, I'll come down and talk to you. She has her own a uh, radio station down there that she owns and operates. And I said, Hey, oh, I can wow. do work for you. I'm going, this is yeah. cool. But yeah, there's a lot of nice people out there that work in the entertainment industry. And so many of them have gotten such a bad rap over the years. Mm. And, and because I love nostalgia and I love that time period from the, the uh, I'll say eighties back it makes it so much nicer because again, I remember watching these people. I remember yes. uh, being involved with these people and I know a lot about them. So I can actually talk with them and talk to them about it. So it's really kind of cool to be able to do this. Yeah. And now having now working with Steve and a couple other um, promoters. Yeah. From the SJ network. And then, and I have another one and uh, another one that I'm dealing with right now out of California, I made arrangements for D Wallace who played um, the mother and ETs coming on the end of mm -hmm. January. And then I have Allison. I can't remember her last name, but she played Nellie Olson on uh, little house in the Prairie. She's going to be oh, on yes, the program yes, yes. this Thursday. So she'll be on here this week. So wow, again, right on. it's just really cool to be able to do this. So yes, oh it, my makes, it, it makes it fun. And I figured if no one else is listening, at least I'm getting something out of it. <laughs> Well, but see, and the great thing about uh, a lot of these people that, that we, we get to talk to, okay, yeah, they weren't the main stars of the show, right? but they're the people that without them, that show wouldn't be exactly what it was. Exactly right. And, and the great thing is they talk about all the other aspects of the mm -hmm. show that, you know, somebody who's a star is going to talk about what they did and what was important to them. And, you know, these people are the supporting characters and they talk about all the other stuff that happens. And so you find out and I'm not saying they're going to talk about the dirt of the show, but they're talking about what else made that show the way it was because they're back there noticing all this stuff. Uh, I Have you had Larry Hankin on at all? Uh, Larry is going to be on uh, the 28th, I believe, is when I have him on. Yeah. OK, dude. He, I mean, he was in Escaped Alcatraz. And I didn't want to focus on that because, I mean, that's his big thing or whatever. I, and I wanted to talk about some of the other things, but he kind of went into this thing where he was talking about all the different aspects of yeah. what was going on during the filming and how, like, you know, yeah, he was the co-star, but 
he was only in X amount of scenes. So he got mm-hmm. to spend a lot of time on the island and he was exploring it. I'm like, dude, you were just hippying out all over that place. And he's like, oh yeah, man, you know, I was, I was hiking over here and then all of a sudden they'd come looking for me. So I go run over and do the scene with Clint. And then I just, I'd leave and I'd have, you know, three hours to kill. So, and oh my gosh, the stories he's going to tell you, bro, are just, <laughs> it's, it's so awesome. It's, and, it's just so great to I, see I this other side. And again, like you said, these are people that you wouldn't normally know. I had a, um, the daughter, which you probably don't know the name of her father, but you know, her uncle, uh, John Mitchum is her dad, but her uncle was Robert Mitchum. Robert Mitchum. And she was on the program talking about her dad's uh, TV career and her uncles. And I'm putting two and two together going, this is really cool. I said, <laughs> Robert was in a movie that was shot in the, in the 1980s. That's 15 minutes from my house. And actually not even 15 minutes. I could throw a rock and hit it. The oh, house wow. it was in, it was the movie was called Maria's lovers. And it was with Natasha Kinski in it. And Mitchum was in the film. And I'm going, this is really cool because it's such a small world that we're able to make these connections. But I've done a lot of authors I've done um a lot of uh <laughs> a lot of authors uh i done an elvis impersonator i've done some oh, inspirational yeah, speaker i've done some psychics some mediums uh <laughs> i've done yeah. everything wow man and yeah. uh i i don't know i've tried uh, in the past when i was in radio i've had psychics and mediums on i just i can't help but call them on their game and uh, they just annoy the hell out of me. So I just, I've always said, nah, 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 nah. I can't well, do it. I can't do it. I had, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember him, but he'd had a national TV program. His name is John Edward. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he is, he is the end all to be all or the be all to end all. He was on the program Yeah. and he was coming to the Pittsburgh area and everything else. This was uh, August of 2019 and he's on the show and we're talking about it and everything else. And, and the interesting thing is he starts doing a reading on me. I don't oh, really? realize he's reading me uh-huh. until he starts talking. And I'm thinking, this is really weird. And I, and I, I branch off something else. He goes, do you not recognize those people's names? They said, well, I didn't think you were talking about me. I thought you were, no, no I'm talking <laughs> about you. And I'm going, this is really creepy because there is no way you would know who these people were in my life. Cause I'd never mentioned it. Right. And I'm going, I was a little bit, taking it back on that one but it was interesting it really was so get out of my head man yeah i've had (laughs) have you ever had a hypnotist on before that's a fun one on the radio i've i've actually i've been at a uh like i said i I worked with uh i did stand up and improv and one of the improv troops i worked with uh they had a guy come in that was a hypnotist and he actually warmed up the crowd Uh we thought we were going to open for him he opened for us and Oh my gosh. It was, I, it was the, one of the best shows I've seen. I was like, dude, I didn't want to go on because he was killing it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, he's already at that point where he's got the crowd just forward. So we walked out, all we had to do was, I mean, somebody, all they had to do was fart and we were, everybody's laughing. <laughs> um, I mean, it was just, and he was just so great. And the way he worked the crowd was awesome. I mean, just played, like, he had them eating out of his hands. It was, I mean, and literally he could have like, you know, hypnotized somebody and had them eating out of the hands. I, I don't right. know how he does it all. And I'm sure there's some plants and things like that, but oh my gosh, it was great and hilarious. It was, yeah. it was just a great, great show. So yeah, they're, they're awesome. They're fun. The other one that's fun to have is when you have a ventriloquist on the radio. Um, <laughs> I had one on this program. I had her back the second time during the pandemic. And I said, you have no act here. I said, I can do the same thing, but I'm wearing a mask. I said, I mean, I finally found my calling. <laughs> yep. Cause we can all sit here like yeah, this and be the exactly. best ventriloquist in the world. Yeah. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Oh, shut up. You. <laughs> yeah. Um, which for anybody who's just listening to this, yeah, that was that was me impersonating uh, ventriloquist with my hand. So, <clears throat> got to give a little visual there. Sorry about that. Uh, um, had to go go back to the old radio format style there. But I've done radio disc jockeys, ones from the 1960s, 1970s that had national careers. Okay. Uh, Melanie, who did the song "Brand New Key," and uh, uh, let's see, what else did you do? Um, Oh heck! Why can't I think of her career? But she was big into Woodstock. Oh, I've wow. had I've had 
um, a, a woman by the name of Donna Lauren on the program, who is a sweetheart. She was big in the 1960s yeah. in the beach party movies um, with Frankie and nice. Annette and oh, going wow. through that stuff. So again, th- there are a lot of people. Oh, and Dan Fried or Dean Friedman, who did the song Ariel in 1974 uh-huh. um, was a really great performer. He actually, it was a top 40 hit for him too. It was one of his only ones right. that he had. And um, so there's a lot out there that I've talked to. And again, I've been doing this for so long that they've come on the program more than <laughs> once. Uh, the one guy that I could not get, and he was supposed to come on. Actually, there's two of them that I couldn't get. One was from the TV series, Tiger King. He was one of the guys that was supposed to be. Um, he was, he was one of the guys that worked with Joe exotic. I don't know if you saw the thing on Netflix about the tigers that were being oh, raised in captivities. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, and it yeah, was yeah. right after it was on. He was supposed to be on the program. He never showed up. Ah. I found out he was arrested <laughs> right when it happened. <laughs> a bit of a difficult Just a small uh, pull there. Yeah. And another um, oh wow. And another one I did not get and it was a, a miscommunication between his manager and myself. It was his manager's fault. It was Mickey Dolan's of the Monkeys. Oh. Because Mickey was supposed to be on in July, right before the concert, the, the final leg of the concert tour with him and Mike Nesmith. Right. And we were all ready to go. And the manager thought he gave me Mickey's number. I thought the opposite. And I never heard from him. I got back to him. He goes, well, you were supposed to call him. I said, I had no number to call. Right. Well, this guy was beside himself. And unfortunately, we haven't able to reschedule it which I doubt I will be now since Mike Nesmith passed away it last is, week. Yeah, Mike Nesmith. But passed. I got to see the monkeys in concert and I was in front row in November oh, and wow. it was an awesome show. So I was, I was hoping to be able to have both of them on this coming spring, but unfortunately that's not going to happen. Oh, so, dude, that, yeah, I'll bet that was a cool show. It was, because, awesome. I mean, you know, we're from the same age group. We yeah. grew up with the monkeys and, you know the banana splits and all that kind of yeah, stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. And yeah, I've never even... seen the banana splits and con- concert before. <laughs> oh no, no. But still, I mean, they were like a rock show kind of oh, thing. Oh, I know, you know, I know. And then, uh, then of course the old HR puff and stuff. Yes. Let's not even know. No, no, no. I had enough of that that's in my fun. teen and twenties. That's 20s. fun. That's fun to explain that to people now. <laughs> everybody, yeah, everybody. Like you know, you show this to a kid, they're like, "That was yeah. an actual show." And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a show and it lasted into my 20s. Trust me. I, uh, and, and you don't if you see this, then we're going to be talking because this is bad to be seen HR puffing stuff. Trust me. Uh, I, I, I did one interview and I and I should have never said yes to it. The woman, <laughs> oh, the woman she's a, a very nice lady. She's from Brazil. Uh-huh. And we did. She was in Brazil. I was where I'm at. Her name is Andrea uh, Gavasconi. Her English. She's she's a writer. Uh-huh. Her English is so bad. I could only understand every other word that she oh, said. No. But you could tell she was trying to communicate with me. I interviewed her twice oh, because you? I I felt guilty <laughs> the first time. And I mean, she she was she was wonderful. She was one of the most pleasant people I ever talked. And I felt so bad. She, again, it was just one of those things when the, the language barrier. Right. Um, and the other, have you, have you interviewed anybody from the, out of the United States or is everybody within the continental? I've anybody that was out of the United States. I've always tried to at least like phone talk with first. Yeah. Um, usually I do a, a lot of email. And like I said, I don't want to get too involved with them because I want to have everything fresh when I'm talking to them. But uh, I've had a few people like there's an author that I really would like because I've, I've kind of skimmed through some of his books and um, he's not like world famous or anything, but he's written a lot of really cool kind of uh, books based on um, uh, his name, Stipe Lazina. And he's it's all based on historical fact, but it's fiction. OK. And and so he uses a lot of history in his books, but it's not real. Okay. Um and uh but you know it touches on it but i you know i said i said listen dude i just i want to talk to you a little bit and see how well this is going to work because you know you're from uh he's from estonia uh or no uh, i'm sorry it's out past uh slovakia anyway uh super thick accent like so thick and with the delay coming overseas i know the internet's super fast and everything but it was just like 
okay, well, what, you know, yeah. and you know, and it's just yeah. like, okay. And I said, and I finally ended up like, I just pretended like I lost signal. <laughs> let it drop and well yeah and then i texted him back and uh, if he ever hears this stipe you know i love you dude and we <laughs> we were trying to have a really i mean you could tell we could kind of understand each other but right he was kind of having a problem understanding me and i just texted him i said i said or i i emailed him i just said listen dude i just don't see this working um i, I said no offense but your your accent's so thick it's hard. And, and I want everybody, you know, I, I said, you know, people maybe over in Europe, they're, they're more, their ears more attuned to the accent or something so they can pick it up easier. But anybody in the U S listening to this, which right now is 50% of my audience, uh, you're, you're not going to make any sense to them. And, and I want to have a good show for you and for right. Me. So, and, and I want people to read your books, but I can't, you know, I, I, I don't want to, Shy, shy anybody off from you by going oh it's just some weird guy that you know can't speak english but because uh, the books are really interesting they are and it's, it's a really cool perspective the way he takes in a lot of these books he's done some murder mysteries that all do the same thing so the staple is by the way just anybody wants to check it out um but yeah I've, I've had other authors on um which uh you know i like i said i i tackle anything i i'm not afraid of anybody or anything um except psychics <laughs> it's it's like mimes and clowns you just nah, no. i can't do it um but uh mimes would guy... be too bad because you wouldn't have to say too much <laughs> no just... but then you're sitting there like well he's acting like he's in a box <laughs> and mimes oh, on the radio guess what i'm pulling the pin on my pretend grenade and putting it in the box yeah oh the mime just died okay um <laughs> Uh, but, uh, I, uh, I, you know, I've, I've had authors on that, uh, one guy is actually sponsoring my show. Um, he did a book, uh, based on his addiction to pornography and sex. I talked and to him in two weeks. Neil Getzlow. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Oh my gosh. You, you, you know, after I talked to them, I was just like, wow, I, I'm a porn addict, you know, and, or at least I used to be. Um, but you know, I mean, the, the area I work in too, it's like, yeah, guys, it's a trucking industry. Right. So, uh, it's quite the lewd conversations most of the time I might say. And, uh, yeah, but it's just like, wow. Yeah. You don't realize how prevalent mm -hmm. porn is in this world just alone. I mean, and I really, truly opened my eyes and went, wow, dude. And this is around my kid, you know? And Oh, I was, yeah. You know, and uh, well, I'm sure you as an educator, you, you, you oh, know, yeah. you'll be like, <laughs> okay, Johnny, <clears throat> step it. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, dude, it's such a crazy world. And then I had another guy that was a, a former gang member, drug addict. Uh, recovered. Uh, he's recovered nine, 10 years now, wrote a book about all that mm -hmm. and just some of the crazy stuff. I mean, I'm a recovering alcoholic addict uh, going on 14 and a half years now. And I thought I had a crazy life. This guy, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Crazy. Joel, Joel Carroll. Um, if you ever get him, he's uh, actually, I think, I think I'm talking to him sometime in the near future too. come to think of it. Are you? Um, yeah, I think so. I think I have him booked for later next month. Uh, but again, it's, it's one of these things where, 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 when you talk to these people, it opens your eyes up to different. The one uh, woman I spoke to last month, her name is uh, Victoria uh, Valentino. And mm -hmm. she was, this is in the early days when they weren't as risque, but she was a playmate in 1963. And there was no full frontal nudity. It was just very suggestive. I but listened to that. Her thing is, which is very interesting, is she accused Bill Cosby of rape. Oh. And she was one of the women that testified. Well, we never touched it because it was one of those subjects that I was not going to bring up unless I prepped. I, I was agreed that we were going to talk about it right we got off i said hey can you come back and i said would you mind talking about it? she goes no i want to she goes i will be back to talk about it and the one video that the video that i did of her that shared on you poop 
has over 7,000 hits and wow. views in three weeks. And I'm going, I've never had that happen before. Yeah. And it's amazing because everybody recognized the name and everybody went to it and everybody watched it. I've gotten more response on that because I just let her talk and I yeah. threw some stuff back and forth, but I just let her go on. And it was very, very interesting to uh, be able to talk to her about it. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I caught actually uh, that when I was checking you out. Oh yeah. Um, we all do this. Yeah. Uh, but that was one of the ones I started listening to. And I, unfortunately I was at work, so I didn't catch a whole lot of right. it, but I was just like, Oh man, you know, it was just, I, I wanted to get your format and see how you were doing stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of a little prepared for you, <laughs> <laughs> even though nobody's ever prepared for me. No, so no. Uh, there we go. But uh no, this was great. I really appreciate it. And of course, I do have to have you back on because I got a lot more questions for you. And unfortunately, oh, and I haven't be... even started my voices yet. <laughs> it's back in my day. Grumpy old man would just sit around and talk. Well, we'd lose our voices and scream and yell. So yeah, I well, like like I like I refer this to it's like two old guys sitting at McDonald's over coffee every Saturday morning. So it works out <laughs> real well. But uh, yes, but Christian, I really appreciate you taking time. I'm sorry about rescheduling on you this uh, past oh. week. The last five days have been so crazy. It's not even funny. And with the holiday coming up, I know it's going to get worse. But again, oh, yeah. yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Hey, hey Bill, thank you so much. Anytime. And we'll have to get you on our show here. Uh, Sounds uh, good. When, whenever you're available. So uh, <laughs> we, yeah, we're going to have to clear our concert schedules. There you go. There you I've go. I've got a couple more coming up as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, Bill, thank you so much. Hey, make sure to check it. Check out Bill Alexander one-on-one -on -one with Bill, right? Right. And uh, now you drop every what? Uh, depends on how many I do, but it's usually at least once a week. Once a week, Mr. Yeah. Bill, yeah. shining and, and getting it and, out there for you. And how often do you drop? Uh, every Tuesday or Thursday is usually okay. my format. We do the live stream. It's at 4 Central. Uh, you can find it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Daily Motion. All those formats, uh, we go live on those at 4 Central with whoever we're with. So if you're able to listen, you can join in the chat through those channels. And then the next day, I download the uh, the audio to the podcast, which is on all our favorite podcast mm -hmm. sites, plus Good Pods. I really like Good <laughs> Pods. So um, I just I think they're a great format. Right. They're, they're so they're so cool and easy to use. Um, cause I'm really technologically challenged and, uh, you can talk to my, uh, cohorts that, uh, help me along with this show. They make a lot of fun of me when I'm trying really? to do stuff on air. So, um, but yeah, no, uh, every week, every week, basically, uh, th there's probably only going to be one or two times. I'm not going to be doing a show this year. So, uh, which will be my, my anniversary weekend. So, uh, other than that, yeah, oh, we're out there every oh. week. Heck, I do that. I do that all the time. I actually did a show the day of my wedding. What are you talking about? <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> honey. I'm almost done. Tell, tell, <laughs> tell him I got him for 25 more minutes. I paid for it. So don't worry. We got married in 1997. It was a Saturday. It was January. And I was, I knew that I was going to be nervous. I went to my station manager and I said, Jim, I need to work this morning because I got to do my show. I can only do two hours. I want the other guy to do the third. He said, sure, if you want to do it, do it. We did it. It was called the radio oh reception God. of the airwaves. And I had people calling in, wishing me good luck. I still have a copy of the tape and occasionally I share it. And that this year will be awesome. This year will be 25 years and I will be uh, sharing it um, in January. So people can listen to it again. And it is very unique. Let's just say that. <laughs> Well, God bless you, dude. 25 years. Congratulations. Yeah, thank man. you very much. I don't um, know if my, my, my wife will say that we had uh, quite a few good years, but that was before we got married. But anyway, <laughs> um, after you put a ring on, it was like, yeah, it was, eh, yeah whatever. Yeah. Three yep. kids later, I guess everything's still going. Okay. So we're in good shape. <laughs> they still call you dad and not, um, yes, are you yes, sure they there do. wasn't a milkman involved? No, I can um, guarantee it. Cause they all look like me in some way, shape or form. Even wow. my daughter, which is kind of scary. <laughs> I was going to say, so your daughter's got a beard like me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get the same thing. So it's all yeah. right. Uh, yeah. All my kids just lose their hair. So there we go. <laughs> 
Well, um, I actually, the funny thing is, and I, and before I let you go, I was clean shaven pretty much until yeah. this past July. And I, and I had, I had a, a buzz cut and I'm looking at it and I have another webcam behind me and I noticed this bald spot coming in <laughs> and I'm going, no, that ain't going to happen. I'm growing There's the all hair this back. extra glare coming from. Yeah. I'm going, I'm growing the hair back. Now I just have a five head instead of a forehead. So yeah. that's, uh, that's my kids say. But I'm bumps. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, well, you know, there we go. Christian, thank you very much. You have a great day and we'll talk to you real soon. Billy, thank you so much. Have a good one, brother. You too. Bye-bye. A big thank you to Christian Madsen for joining us today here on one-on-one with Bill Alexander. And you can find Christian on his podcast. It's called the random Christian show, and it's available where all your favorite podcasts are located. And I'll also provide you with the link in the description. So you're able to find him easier. But again, if you just look for the random Christian show, you'll be able to find him. So a big thank you to Christian Madsen for joining us today. And thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time here on One on One with Bill Alexander. Thank you for listening to One on One with Bill Alexander. One on One with Bill Alexander is a million dollar baby production. For more information, go to BillAlexander.net.